2: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Great America podcast with Lou Dobbs, always in the fight for truth, justice, and yes, our American way of life. And now here he is, the Peabody award-winning voice of truth, the great Lou Dobbs. Hello,
1: everybody, and welcome to the Great America show. And today we'll be examining the state of the Biden presidency. His doctor says, don't worry, President Biden's health is just about perfect. No physical issues, no mental issues, fit as a fiddle. Maybe not a stradivarius, but all good. His mind, a finely tuned instrument, no sign of dementia, Alzheimer's, or any other ailment that might explain the decisions he makes from time to time, the numerous walkabouts his mind seems to take, and the not so infrequent, utterly unintelligible remarks that leave everyone wondering about his health and the health of his doctor, who says there are no medical issues of any kind. How bad are things in the Biden version of Camelot? Apparently, the Biden staff can't stand the Vice President Harris staff, and there doesn't seem to be a lot of warmth and high regard between the president and vice president. No one seems to know what Harris actually does, and Biden seems to be in that camp, and definitely not happy with his vice president. And then President Biden has taken 25 trips to his Delaware home. That's more than half the weeks he's been president. What in the world is he doing, for crying out loud? The latest polls are no comfort for President Biden. He's now at, are you ready? 36% approval in the Quinnipiac poll, and their trajectory isn't improving. President Biden, at least, can take some solace in that poll, which, while disastrous for him, is even worse for Kamala Harris. Her approval rating has fallen all the way down to 28 percent. No bueno. Awful. Bad and getting worse. And why such low numbers? Well, among other things, this is the administration that abandoned Americans and our allies in Afghanistan. This is the very same president who called a 17-year-old boy who had defended himself in the midst of a riot a white supremacist. President Biden did all but call for his lynching while Kyle Rittenhouse was on trial, accused of murder. To take up all of this and all of the glories that make up the first 10 months or so of the Biden administration and presidency, we're joined by two of my very favorite people, Diamond and Silk. The always politically direct Diamond Hardaway and Silk Richardson join us. Great entertainers, great supporters of President Trump, great Americans. And may I say, ladies, great friends. Wonderful to have you on our inaugural tour of the Great America Show. Welcome. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Ludolph. Thank you for having us. And we're so
3: honored to be here with you and to just hear your beautiful voice again. It's such... It's so amazing. Let me just say it like that. It's just so amazing. God bless.
1: Oh, that's very nice of you. I I, <laughs> I, I no we no no you, love little. you guys. I, 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 <laughs> it is, it, let, let me start with what in the world happened? A year ago, the country was sort of licking its wounds, uh, trying to adjust to a new circumstance that. that President uh, Trump would not be president come uh, January 20th of 2021. And here we are, we're still trying to adjust to the fact that President Biden is president your thoughts about what we've gone through over just... uh,
0: Oh, God, well, first of all, I don't look at him as the president. I look at him as a resident. Mm -hmm. Um, He was selected, not elected by the people. In my humble opinion, Louie, you know we can all have an opinion. Um, I think that it is a shame that he is literally destroying the foundation, the fabric of our country. And I always tell people, when people come from other countries, like Cuba and those places, when they come to this country. They come to this country because they have a place to run to. Mm -hmm. And I'm like if we as Americans don't stand up for our freedoms, where are we going to run? Because we have no place to run. The United States is the greatest. And it's really sad to see someone up there destroying it bit by bit. You know, Lou, I thought about it. I don't think Mm -hmm. this is a Republican problem or a Democrat problem. This is an American problem. Americans is going to have to stick together and stand up against this tyranny that's happening to us and to the United States of America.
3: That's right. And then even down to looking at what happened uh, in 2020, November the 3rd, 2020, uh, when you look at it, I look at where the real insurrection took place on November the 4th, whenever all of these ballots just came in out of nowhere and just pushed Biden over the top. Because on election night, November the 3rd, President Donald J. Trump was the president. And so when they talk about all of the different things that they want to blame on other people, let's look at everything that a lot of these Democrats did, especially as it pertains to changing all of these rules and laws up in the middle of the game and not allowing the state legislators to do their job uh, uh, accordingly, but they went against what the Constitution says that they can do, and they did it their way. And now let's look at our Supreme Court justice that's not doing their job and deciphering what's right and what's wrong. So we have uh, a real problem with what we see going on in this country, and it makes me wonder who is the puppet master behind Puppet Joe pulling his string.
0: That's right.
1: You know, you talk about, uh, and that your frustration is shared by, you know, uh, tens of millions of Americans, including me, uh, who uh, wanted very simply one thing, an explanation for what our lying eyes had witnessed, uh, whether it be, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, what happened in Detroit, what happened in uh, Pennsylvania or Georgia or Arizona, uh, and, and very simply a question. It it looked like fraud uh, was being perpetrated. We don't know how much fraud. We don't know if it would have been enough to overturn the, res- the outcome of that election. But we do know this, that the Republican Party and many of those polling places didn't have representatives watching as they are required to do. Uh, and they were just simply told. For example, in Philadelphia, get out of here! You're not welcome. We're told, we were watching a, in De- in uh, Detroit the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah. You, you you know who I who I blame? You know who I blame for all of that? Um, Lou, is I blame the RNC because you know a lot of money, millions of dollars, was raised. Um, in the name of President Donald J. Trump, and I felt like he should have been more protected. People should have been positioned. He kept saying what they were going to do. He kept saying they were going to use these mail-in ballots. Mm -hmm. He kept telling the public that, and everybody wanted to dismiss that. And so I blame the RNC, and I think it's time for some leadership change. I think that we need more fighters. We need fighters. We need people that's going to fight the status quo and not afraid to stand up to it. And when we look at the failed leadership, This is Mm -hmm. why we got what we got. We don't have fighters. We got people that go along to get along. And this whole fiasco, when it comes to our election, has opened up the American people's eyes, because now we really get to see about all the corruption. It looks like, to me, my own humble opinion, that for years, they've been playing musical chairs with the presidency up until Donald J. Trump. They Mm -hmm. give it to whoever they want to give it to. And I'm going to tell you, if we don't fix 2020, if we don't Revisit that and clean that up. It's never going to be a 2022 or a 2024. It's going to be difficult because the first thing they're going to say, oh, oh, at the midnight hour, oh, we got some mail in ballots. Mm -hmm. That's right. (laughs) And And it's the craziest thing, but it's the truth. And
3: then when I look at both parties, Democrats and Republicans, one thing that I've come to realize is that they're one dirty bird with two corrupt wings. They both go hand in hand and do the same exact thing. I mean, where's our Republicans right now fighting for the integrity? And when I say fighting for the integrity of the election and of America, I'm talking about going back and saying, wait a minute, the state legislations didn't do what they were supposed to do. When I look at the RNC with all of the money raised, why aren't they saying, oh, hold up, there needs to be a forensic audit here, here, here. Oh, wait a minute. Some things got to be to something. is not looking right. Something's smelling fishy and it's not tuna. Somebody need to be saying enough for we, the American people, and I don't see that happening with the Republican Party or with the RNC or the GOP.
1: Well, as, as usual, we are in absolute agreement. Uh, and I, I love... The way you put it, I mean, think about this: We had in 2012 when Reince Priebus, uh, we remember him, uh, one of well, Mm -hmm. President Trump's first chief of staff, the head of the RNC. Though in 2012, he called for an autopsy after the election loss to Barack Obama, and and you know what they call for here? Nothing. They want zero. They don't want to understand anything. They don't want to understand what happened. And by the way, we still don't really know what happened in 2012. I'm not suggesting that.
2: But mm. what, you're,
1: what you are both saying here is we have questions, and they deserve That's answers. That's right. But the FBI refused to investigate. The Department of Justice refused to investigate. Again, I am not saying that the result would have been different. But I am saying as clearly as I can, and I think that we agree that those questions have to be answered for the good of the right. public. That's but why do we have ability. to speculate, Lou? Why do we have to speculate? Why can't we
3: investigate? Why do we have to just sit here on pins and needles and wonder?
0: And I think all we want is transparency. See, yes. with this particular exactly. election, it was too many. It was too many hookups. You have trucks with that's carrying ballots. I mean, it was too many things that that was questionable. And if this was, if the shoe was on the other foot, the Democrats would be hollowing for for to the hills yeah. about wanting to know what's going on up and through. And the reason why they bullied us into silence is because they act as though they don't want us to know. They act the, See, we are, the people got to understand, we are a republic governed by constitutional laws. Wow. And my first question is, was any, laws, was any constitutional laws broken in 2020? If the answer is yes, everything should have been halted. I'm not talking That's about right. the other stuff. I'm talking about the Constitution. Broken. And That's it looks right. like we have the members of Congress, they ain't nothing but lawbreakers, not lawmakers, is what they are. And so we have to address that. We want the American people is asking for transparency and we want election integrity, is what we want. We want to know that when I go and I cast my vote, that not a dead vote is going to take my place, not an illegal vote is going to take my That's place. Right. That's what I
1: want to know. And, you know, to your point, uh, and I want to focus on this, the changes that we need to have in place when you referred to the responsibility and the only lawful uh, authority to change election law resides with the state legislatures Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and a half dozen states told their legislatures to step aside. And here we go amongst them, Georgia, Pennsylvania, the usual list of suspects and not one single state has fixed it. Uh, and the and the Republican National Committee RNC chair, uh, Ronna McDaniel, she is nowhere to be found. She is again right. absent. And since when, when you lose an election, and as badly, as badly as that one was lost, and by that I'm not talking about just the numbers. I'm talking about the uh, terrible questions and awful, awful appearance of that election, the irregularities, the anomalies, and the incidents mm-hmm. of fraud. Uh, and the changes in, our, uh, in the, many of our state's election laws by, the, uh, by others than the state legislature, you've got to have someone take responsibility to assure it won't happen again. And instead, what we have is everyone say, please don't, please don't raise your voice and ask a question. Who do you think you are? How dare you question mm-hmm. the outcome of that election? Well, let me tell you how we dare. We're American Mm -hmm. citizens, and we're not here to be treated like mushrooms, uh, you know, with stuff being thrown on us uh, in the dark uh, and and kept that way. It's terrible. We, you know, and one of the things I love about you guys, your passion, your energy, your intelligence. Why doesn't that, why doesn't that just represent everything in the Republican Party instead of these deadhead rhinos sitting, as you pointed out, in Congress uh, many of them breaking the law, or they're certainly not making much law, uh, right? And, and really not serving the American people. I truly believe That's the rhinos right. are as much a part of this problem uh, as the radical Democrats. What do you think? Yeah, You're
0: absolutely right. You know, when you have Republicans, let's look at what's happening with the with the people uh, that protest on January the 6th and they're still locked up and not giving their due process. This is supposed to be the United States of America. Look at how the justice system is treating them and where are the Republicans at? You know, we send you up there to do a job, and then you just give us a slap in the face, and then you email us and want some of our money. You want us to donate, contribute it to you, but you don't even fight for us. We need people that's going to stand up and fight for the American people. We, we, I, I keep saying, I don't need a Becky. I need fighters. We need mm-hmm. fighters that's going to go toe-to-toe with these people and what they're doing. And laws should not be broken. But here's the deal. It's so sad that we're part of the Republican Party. We're conservatives, but they—they they look at what they do to the American people. They don't stand up for us. They go along with what they want. They go along right. with what the left want. So it's like, you know, it's, I don't think we, but you know what, when it comes to these parties, it's time for the American people to stick together. That's, right. About That's the party. right. It's time for us to stick together because at the end of the day, this is about our freedom. When you look at Jim Crow, Joe Biden, and what he's doing to this country, borders wide open, gas is going up. Now we was uh, oil independent. Now all of a sudden we got to tap into the reserves because OPEC won't give us any gas. What? Just think about that for a minute, Lou. We was we we, we could make our own oil. Yeah. Look at the look at the look all manufacture crisis is what they're trying to do. They mm-hmm. are going to take and they are going to destroy the United States of America. And it looks like they're trying to usher us into some form of communism, socialism. That's what it looks like to me. Something is
1: up here. There is something up and I, I again, you're exactly right. Oh, it, it's incomprehensible. I think the most uh, most of us uh, in, in this country that a year ago Uh, not even a year ago. Uh, It was, we were an independent an energy independent nation. President Mm -hmm. America first, president Trump had said, we're going to drill for oil. We're going to push through pipelines. We're going to have energy and then we'll be exporting energy. And he in four years and in less than a year, in less than 11 months, Joe Biden has managed to destroy the XL pipeline. He is mm-hmm. going to uh, take down another uh, if he has his way. And we're now begging OPEC for mercy. Please. That's okay. crazy. And and Joe Biden, what's his big answer? He wants to open up the strategic petroleum reserves. So that, That's and crazy. Answer, and, and release 50 million gallons. Yeah. Of crude oil, uh, barrels of crude oil. Yeah. yeah. 50 million barrels. But you know what? That's two and a half days' supply of oil. That's how much we consume in this country. That's what a pittance it is, and that's what this genius is doing to try to fix uh, higher oil prices. And and by the way, he's not talking about how he's going to fix the cost of turkey uh, on uh, Thanksgiving. day. How how are we going to quit rationing uh, you know, cranberry sauce, uh, yeah. all of this because of the Biden genius plan for a new America. And, and you just said it you know, he, this is this is a Marxist leftist, oh, yeah, corporatist uh plan. And they mean they mean to turn us from citizens into subjects, from citizens uh, into just consumers and taxpayers and, and slaves, of production. And slaves. Mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's like, and, and, and you know what, Ludov, you know you're saying all that, and you're so right about that. But but this is what, this is, uh, Americans, this is why you have to wake up and see this here. You know, mm-hmm. the things that he's doing, it, it doesn't make sense. And then he said that he's going to run again in another four years. Uh, well, listen, we're not going to make it. it, it, it it's it's going to be completely destroyed if all Americans don't wake up. I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. If you don't wake up and see what this man is doing to this country. That's who, right. And it makes me wonder who's controlling Joe. It's China controlling you. I mean, because I can't believe that you. He lives in the United States. He's obtained the American dream. The man is—he has money, but he don't want anyone else to obtain the American dream. He has us living in the American nightmare, and he think we like this, and we don't. We don't like right. any of this. It's crazy.
1: It is crazy. And, and uh, look at Joe Biden. How many of our senators and our congressmen come into public service representing the American people? Uh, and they have uh, fifty dollars to their name, or whatever it is, and they walk out like the Clintons with a hundred and nine mm-hmm. million, or they walk yeah. out like mm-hmm. the Obamas with sixty million dollars mm-hmm. in book contract. Since when did our our public servants suddenly get on a uh, you know a fast track with an easy pass to to fortunes? That should tell every citizen in this country the deal. They're being bought. They're being paid yep. for. And, it, and uh, by the way, we're not the ones doing it. Uh, we're, we mayor citizens are not the ones lining their pockets and making <laughs> their fortunes possible. That's corporate America. That's Wall Street. That is these coalitions of interest groups uh, that support the Democratic Party. Uh, we've seen <laughs> an alignment between corporate America and Wall Street that is tighter with communist China than Mm -hmm. it is with a sitting president, in this instance, Mm -hmm. Donald Trump. Uh, And and now we're watching Joe Biden basically uh, blow a kiss to President Xi Jinping and say, we're just competitors and everything will be right, while Xi Jinping is firing off hypersonic missiles, uh, uh, circumventing the Earth, uh, and missing a target by 25 miles. And our generals are saying, we don't understand how they did that. That's what we're well, as a country right now.
0: So, 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 what's got to happen, Lou? Again, we as Americans have to wake up. We, we, we shouldn't tolerate this. We shouldn't accommodate this here. You know, you know, right. you know, they, we don't, they don't, they work for us. We don't work for them. You, know, you see what I'm saying? They work for us. Absolutely. It's time for them to do right by the American people. The one thing we loved about President Trump, it was America first. It was Americans mm-hmm. first. This man, Jim Crow Joe Biden, looked like he put an illegal first before he put Americans first. You know, our uh, right. borders are wide open, gas prices up, food costs up. And he really believes in his heart, I guess, that Americans really love this ride, and we don't. We're ready to get up off of it.
1: That's right. You know, he can't pretend, though, any longer that Americans love the lie the Biden lie, uh, the Biden mm-hmm. program At, when his vice president has a 28%, uh, approval rating when he has a 36% approval rating mm. down from 38, uh, he can't ignore any longer. And uh, what the American people are feeling and saying 70% of us say we're on the wrong direction. We're headed in the wrong yeah. direction as a nation. And they're obviously now one thing that has to be bothering Joe Biden. I want to see what you think of this. I mean, maybe the reason he went out and announced he's running for re-election. Remember, also he was going to be a transition president. That sounded to me like he was going to do four years, but suddenly he's talking, he's talking about another four years. And I think the reason is Kamala. I think Kamala has got him scared to death. That his uh, legacy, whatever it is, what, however pathetic or minuscule, is in danger because she won't get elected dog catcher, as the expression goes. Uh, and he's got to be terrified, and I know the Democrats are, because they've just had a big crisis meeting about it. Your thoughts?
0: Well, you know, when you talk about Jim Crow Joe's legacy, Jim Crow Joe's legacy don't have a leg to stand on. What legacy? Because he's been in government for over 50 years now and has not done one thing for the American people to protect us, to make sure we're good. But he's lined his pockets. He's good. You see what I'm saying? So he don't have a legacy. And even if he was to get out and it'd be Kamala, they didn't like Kamala when she was running. Her own state didn't even vote for her when she was running in the primaries. So I don't even know why they took collected her vice president, put her in blackface, making it look like to black America that this lady is full fledged black and she was she is not, in my humble opinion. You know, <clears throat> this is what they get for mm-hmm. trying to fool the American people, and the American people can see right through them. I don't care if it's uh, 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 Jim Crow Joe, if it's Kamala. I don't care what Democrat runs. Listen, we do not want another Democrat running nothing up and through this country. They set it up like this. They started being radical. They started right. doing silly things. We don't want them running nothing in this country because they're going to run it in the ground.
3: That's right. And also you got to remember, too, that when they see that nobody is really uh, uh, challenging what happened uh, in 2020 and the 2020 elections, they feel like that they can get away with it again Mm -hmm. in 2022, 2024. The same thing, same script, different cast. They can continue to do that. And to me, Lou, it feels like this is something that they've been doing for several years. Instead of getting elected by the people, they've been getting selected by the swamp. And so when I When I hear uh, about uh, Jim Crow Joe uh, talking about running again, he can't even run to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. So what we need for him to do is to retire and we need to put the rightful person, the one that really uh, won the election, uh, into the White House so that they can go ahead on and run this country. Right now, what I see happening is a puppet show. It's a puppet show. Somebody is pulling this man's strings, telling him to do this, this and that, and all of this stuff is anti-America. This is parole illegal aliens. And they're also, he's also, his this regime is breaking our immigration laws. Anytime you are allowing illegal aliens to just flood our country, then you use American tax dollars to send, to, send them to all of our different, different uh, states or what have you. And then you want to tell the American people, well, you have to get a job in order to travel, but then you got these people that's traveling from other countries to our country, and you don't even check their status to see if they have a a virus or anything, I think that there is something seriously wrong with what's what's up there in the White House. And I think that how can we be expected to depend on someone who's probably wearing the pins. My <laughs> deal is everybody needs to wake up and smell the coffee. We see what's going on here. And I'm going to tell you another thing, Lou, that I'm signing out, that there are a lot of Democrats that is having Biden's remorse. They voted for Biden, yeah. but they are remorseful that they even, even voted and pulled the lever for him because they say that they lived better and did better under Trump instead of what's happening right here. And look, and we only, what, 11 months in? So people are having some Biden's remorse, but it's going to take the masses of people. I always say that there is a cause for the pause. There's a reason for this. And sometimes you have to tear down that foundation that's been keeping this country stagnated. This country has been stagnated for years. How is it that all of these billions and millions and trillions of dollars been going into infrastructure, but we still have broken bridges and holes all in the roads and different things? And now they want to put another so-called infrastructure bill to build Wood well, bridge, well, And, and know, then the bridge still be crumbled, but the money be gone.
0: But you know what, Silk? The reason why they do that is because they are nothing but a den of thieves up there. When That's right. doing, And see, when they usher us into the communism, they're using American tax, dollars, tax to dollars. do it. And it's so sad. It's so sad how these people rip our country off, rip off our American tax dollars and they think they can go somewhere. Nancy Pelosi thinks that she can go somewhere retire somewhere in Florida. She done destroyed the country like that. Mm-hmm. Gonna be good. I just don't get it. I don't understand it. But like Silk said, the American people is gonna have to wake up to all of this.
1: And uh, and you are doing a wonderful job of uh, of <laughs> setting the alarm and 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 waking a lot of people by the millions. I, Diamond and Silk, it's always great to have you with us. I, I want to. I'm going to give you the last word here. I, I want to just say uh, as we're. As I'm thinking about this White House, the man just keeps lying. You talked about the money that's going to illegal immigrants. Almost half a million dollars. He denied it. Then yes. The next day, had to admit it. And it happens time after time after time. He obviously doesn't know what's going on. And then in the Rittenhouse trial, in the middle of a 17-year-old on trial for his life for defending himself in the middle of a riot, he decides that that 17-year-old boy is a white supremacist. They say that he's going to be sued for defamation and that others will as well. Uh, To think that this is going on and that in in Wisconsin, they put this this kid on trial, scared to death, shooting two people and killing them and wounding four. Uh, He was completely exonerated. And when you look at our media today, it's as mm. if he had been found guilty uh, and the mm. left saying, well, it ought to be a federal case the next time and we'll try him for murder. Double jeopardy, even though that's against the Constitution of this country. Uh, it, the ugliness and the hate is it, just overwhelming. And all Joe Biden does is add more fuel to the fire. It's right. Up- oh, yeah.
0: Okay. Oh, yeah. He adds more fuel to the fire. You have the left-wing media defaming somebody, uh, slandering people, um, um, making white teenagers uh, feel like that they're part of some type of white supremacist, like they're racist. I mean, just look at it. Look at this. And, and the media set this thing up, Lou, to make it appear that this boy was defending himself. No, not defending himself. Just shot some black people. That's what everybody was going around thinking until we saw the actual footage. In the video. The media right. didn't have this stuff. The media, listen, let me tell you something. I hope Kyle Rittenhouse, sue every journalist, every news mm-hmm. organization mm-hmm. that demeaned him, disparaged him, vilified him. I hope he sued the pans off of them.
3: That's right. And then how is it that they continue to label a white person that shoots? Okay. But now he didn't even shoot a black person. He killed a black person. He killed two white men. Uh, so, but they want to label him as a white supremacist. So what is it when a black person shoots another black person? Are they black supremacists?
0: Well, well, look, at, what, I, well, well look at what happened down there in Wisconsin. Yeah. That, that, that man in that truck that threw through that crowd. That's right. See, everybody is really silent on that. Do we call that black supremacy? I mean, Right. Think about, the media is going to have to stop attacking people and, 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 and branding them a certain way. And, and, and that's then when right. people see these people, oh, that's white supremacy, oh, that, they're going to have to stop doing that. And that's stop why we call Rittenhouse to take them down one by one. He's not a racist. He's not a white supremacist. He was defending himself. And yeah. I would defend anyone that defends themselves and don't let nobody sit up and beat on them. No, they yeah. talked about his gun, but nobody said anything about the gun that was held to his head, or the man beat him in the head with the skateboard, or the black guy that kicked him in the face. In the face. Nobody oh, said right. nothing about that. Well, he shouldn't have used that gun. He shouldn't have came to the protest. Well, None of, none of them shouldn't have been out there to the protest. or oh, Not a protest. It was a riot. It was and a in riot. Our communities and acting crazy in the streets. None of them shouldn't have been out there.
1: That's right. Absolutely. Uh, guys, it's great having you here, and uh, really, <laughs> I, I, I got to tell you, th- you are you are a national treasure, and oh, thank uh, you, Lou. Uh, we love you, thank you. and we uh, just admire you so much, and wish you all of the very best, and hope you come back soon, uh, and uh, real soon, and real frequently, and all right, we will,
0: Lou. Uh, we love you gonna,
1: anytime, and we're, we're going to prevail in this thing. We're going to win. Oh, yes, we are. America is going to win. And a That's large right. measure because That's right. Diamond and silk. Thanks for being with us. We appreciate <laughs> Thank it. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us, Lou. All the best. We're coming right back with much more of the Great America Show. Stay with us. Today, we'll be taking up the deeply disturbing events in Waukesha, Wisconsin, where a self-described terrorist massacred grandmothers and children as they marched in a Christmas parade. That vicious terrorist act and that massacre has raised lots of questions and lots of issues. Among them, why has the national left-wing media been so reluctant to call the man what he called himself, that is, a terrorist? And why did city officials say there would be no more news conferences to report to citizens and the rest of the country developments in that case? And can the massacre and wakisha of innocence ever be understood without considering the presence of evil and understanding the power of the dark force that is evil? And why is it the national left-wing media would rather cover the trial of Kyle Rittenhouse and his acquittal on all counts after he was charged with murder for simply defending himself in the midst of mayhem and rioting? Two recent developments, one in which a leaked health and human services memo revealed incredibly the Biden administration seeking to strip Americans of religious protections and at the same time force Christian colleges to permit men to live in women's storms. What is the Biden administration's position on religious rights? The First Amendment that had been expanded under former President Donald Trump. Will take up religious exemptions for federal contractors, a new abortion case, this one in Mississippi, soon to be heard by the Supreme Court. And with us today, I am pleased to tell you is Pastor Robert Jeffers, senior pastor of the First Baptist Church in Dallas, Texas, television and radio show host, a prolific writer, best-selling author, whose most recent book is "Invincible," and we recommend it to you highly, my friend, Pastor. Robert Jeffers. Great to have you with us.
2: Always good to be back, Lou, on the Great America Show.
1: <laughs> well, we love having it. And uh, let's start right away with the fact that President Trump is still so popular with evangelicals, and it, it, it seems that President Biden is, well, I'll just say not so popular and doing his best
2: to alienate Christians. Your thoughts? You're right, Lou. Uh, President Trump and his tremendous policies uh, continue to resonate with evangelical Christians. As you know, they voted for him. uh, 80 percent of them voted for him in uh, 2016 and just about the same number in 2020 as well. And I think it's becoming even more evident why his presidency was so important and uh, why the loss in 2020 was so tragic for our nation. President Trump never pretended to be a particularly pious individual, but he understood the importance of religious liberty and faith in our country. And, uh, our country was on a downward trajectory under Barack Obama. People asked me why I supported him back in 2015, President Trump. I said, he's the only one who could turn this country around. And he did that for four years. And now, uh, Joe Biden, the successor to the, uh, Obama administration agenda. He is taking this country to the hard left. He's infringing on religious liberty. And, uh, you know, one thing I can say about Joe Biden, he has kept every promise he made. He promised to take us to the hard left position. And that's exactly what he's doing. And President Biden, uh, a a leaked memo
1: from the Department of Health and Human Services. Incredibly, the memo describes plans to quote sign delegation of authority on the religious freedom restoration act and religion clause of the first amendment to the office for civil rights and senator james langford of oklahoma says that that will undo liberty protections disregard the first amendment uh, it's enough aff- it's an affront uh, and uh, an attack on religious liberty
2: is it not it is and James Lankford, by the way, is a great champion of religious liberty. I have to mention he grew up in our church. First Baptist Dallas was baptized here. He is a tremendous champion for religious freedom. And he warned against confirming Becerra as the HHS secretary, warning that this very thing would happen. It is happening. And Lou, by assigning religious liberty protection to the Office of Civil Rights, what it's basically saying is the Biden administration is, if you don't sign on to uh, homosexual marriage and transgenderism, you're going to have your rights stripped away from you as religious people. And that's exactly what's happening.
1: But Becerra says, claims he supports religious liberty uh, and he promised to uphold religious protections uh, in his confirmation hearing.
2: So how could this be? Well, I mean, yes, uh, just like Joe Biden is a good Catholic, we're told, even though he supports abortion. I mean, the fact is, Lou, uh, only if you believe in a religion that denies the truth of the Bible, that believes uh, that traditional marriage uh, is gone forever and we ought to accept homosexual marriage. If you believe that transgenderism is a viable option, that uh, God didn't create people male and female, he created them male, female, and question mark. If your religion teaches you that, then, uh, yes, you're a religious person. But this is not the religion of Christianity that Becerra and Biden are promoting.
1: Why is this now such a major issue in our society? Uh, That is, uh, uh, transgender, homosexual rights, uh, all of this uh, is moving to uh, the forefront Uh, of the political discussions and if you will, uh, political activism. Uh, And and it seems to me at least uh, with all of the issues that confront this country, it is somewhat strange that those are the issues that are dominating uh, so many agendas uh, across a a, a wide number of interests uh, within the Democratic coalition in particular.
2: Yeah, I want to make it clear, uh, Lou, I am not homophobic. I mean, Amy and I have friends who are gay and, and we understand this is a free country. But the fact is, our country was built on traditional marriage. It's always been the understanding that marriage is between a man and a woman. The Supreme Court in 1865 in the Ramsey case affirmed the fact that uh, marriage is between a man and a woman. And people are free to disagree with that. But what they're not free to do is to take away way the rights of those of us who believe that and believe that's what the scripture teaches. And to give to answer your question pre- specifically, why is this at the forefront again? Remember, under Barack Obama, this is where he was taking our nation. Uh, the Obergefell case, uh, the Supreme Court in case of uh, 2015 that legalized same-sex marriage, uh, in the uh, Hosanna-Tabor case, it was the Obama administration that was trying to force religious schools, uh, tell them who they c- could hire and who they couldn't hire. This is the direction we were a- headed in until Donald Trump came into office and upset the liberal agenda. But now that he's out of office, Joe Biden is picking up exactly uh, where uh, uh, Obama left off. He's going to warp speed on this And frankly, I think one reason he's trying to move so quickly is he knows he's losing. He sees his poll numbers going down. And I think the Democrats are absolutely panicked to force this agenda into place before they lose office. And what are the odds in your judgment? Uh, Are they
1: going to succeed because of the urgency they are attaching to it in part? Uh, Or or is this bad timing uh, with a weak president whose poll numbers are uh, at 36 percent of the most recent Quinnipiac poll, a uh,
2: vice President uh, Kamala Harris, her numbers are even lower at 28 percent. Well, I tell you, I don't think they're going to succeed. And the reason they're not going to succeed is because of Donald J. Trump and the legacy he left of 200 conservative federal judges, three conservative Supreme Court justices who will be the road bump, the speed bump that will keep this nation from going off the cliff completely. So I think uh, we ought to thank President Trump for that. And I think also uh, the, the politics of this are horrible as we saw in Virginia. Uh, I think the Virginia governorship was lost largely on the transgender agenda and uh, this girl being raped by apparently someone who was uh, opposing as a, a female but was actually a male. And I think these kind of things are hurting the Democrat cause. And so with a lot of prayer, I think we can hope this nation will be turned around. And that taking place in a public school uh, and the debate and the the information uh, actually being revealed in a school board meeting, was it not? Yes, absolutely. And more and more evidence is coming out that the school board knew about it and chose to hide it well, if if, if it's not clear to everyone
1: that the Marxist left in this country intends uh, to take control of education away from parents where it's always resided and with citizens of the community. Uh, and replace it with the power of uh, government the state uh, it, it should be clear now if otherwise it'll never be clear to to some people uh it is a a deadly serious issue uh, that will have tremendous consequences if if the left were to prevail luckily uh fortunately uh, it looks to me like parents and and citizens are have awakened to this threat and are uh making certain that uh, they win on the issue. Uh, Let's turn to the Supreme Court also about to uh, hear the Mississippi abortion case uh,
2: and get your thoughts on it and what will
1: likely happen.
2: Lou, I'm very encouraged by this Mississippi case, which uh, outlaws abortions after 15 weeks. Frankly, I think it stands a better chance in the Supreme Court than even our Texas bill, the uh, fetal heart beat uh, bill, uh, because of the enforcement mechanism that some of our conservative justices have even raised an eyebrow over. But look, let me put this in perspective. I believe that abortion has become the central moral issue of our day just like slavery was the central moral issue of the 19th century and remember Lou uh, the Supreme Court actually supported slavery in 1853 in the Dred Scott case right. and i'm sure people were yelling precedent and stare decisis and so forth fortunately the Supreme Court got overturned by the 14th amendment to the constitution i think in days ahead years ahead we're going to look back on Roe v. Wade as the Dred Scott case of our era. Just as Dred Scott said, African Americans are no no more than chattel property. They have no rights. Uh, Roe v. Wade says children are no more than a biological blob in a mother's womb. And fortunately, science has proven otherwise. And I am very... uh, uh, optimistic that Roe v. Wade, if not outright, tri- completely overturned, is going to be sharply diminished, especially if it's sent back to the states. And as I, as
1: I think about it, where the issue of uh, abortion uh, properly uh, resides for adjudication, uh, but as I think about the what we've seen the left do in this country over the past uh, ten years, uh, they have really become a mob. Uh, they act by intimidation, even trying to intimidate Supreme Court justices, uh, uh, including most memorably Justice Kavanaugh, who they reduced to tears in his confirmation uh, hearing. The the assault on uh, on decency itself in this country. Uh, it's it's very difficult to imagine what the reaction of the left will be uh, to overturning Roe v. Wade. Asserting the uh, asserting uh, the the right to life in this country and doing
2: so in law. Well, that's right, Lou. And the fact is the left cannot stand for competing ideas to be voiced. They want to silence any opposition to their position. And uh, I just think it is so ironic that the left tells us all the time, we need to follow the science. We need to follow the science. In fact, if you look at the Roe v. Wade uh, ruling, the Supreme Court actually based its decision on the science of the day. Well, that was 50 years ago. And science is changed. And science has given us a greater view of what is inside a mother's womb and the fact that it is a human being and that it can feel pain at a very early stage in its development. And uh, science is what yells out for life. And uh, yet, when it comes to science that they don't approve of, the left uh, wants to ignore it. It's the
1: enormity of what has befallen the nation since Roe v. Wade is is almost uh, too dark and too uh, emotional uh, to contemplate uh, because to think that the nation moved so far from what had always been the standard, that is the right to life, yes. uh, and that which had been uh, prohibited, forbidden, uh, ending that life in the womb, uh, its it's It's terrible to think of the tens of millions uh, uh, of those lives that were extinguished through
2: something called the right of abortion. Lou, since you're a financial guy, I... Well, I'm uh, a lot more than a financial guy, Pastor. (laughs) You're a lot more than that. But I remember you back from the CNN Moneyline days I used to watch every night. And uh, I remember uh, reading a study that talked about the... uh, what would have happened if those 50 million children who were slaughtered through a bo- abortion since 1973, if they had allowed to been, been allowed to live and turned into productive human beings, there would be no social security crisis or Medicare crisis if you hadn't killed millions of people who would have been paying into that system. And so there's a fiscal implication of abortion, not to mention the spiritual implication. I mean, all you have to do is look in the Bible and see what God did to his own people, ancient Israel, when they engaged in child sacrifice. He sent his harshest judgments on the nation for that, and I believe we're in danger, Lou, of facing God's judgment on our country if we continue slaughtering the unborn at the rate of 800,000 a year.
1: When you think about it, uh, there are all sorts of ways to think about it, of course, but the most fundamental and, uh, to me, correct way to look at it is the right and the wrong uh of it uh it's a difficult choice for i understand for so many uh people in this country uh who through their ideology through their view of religion uh, may rationalize uh but the fact of the matter is uh, it is a departure from judeo christian heritage yes. uh what we are witnessing today that has the imprimatur of uh uh, of approval from our government. Uh, and that is a heavy burden for uh, for any of us to contemplate. Uh, what do you think that the Supreme Court will decide?
2: Well, I don't think it's going to be an outright ban or overturning of Roe v. Wade. And I say that for this reason. I wish it were. But you still have 60 percent of Americans of approving of Roe in some way the Supreme court has always kind of stuck its collective fingers in the air to see which way the uh, wind is blowing uh, and following that lead. Uh, So I'm not expecting an outright ban on Roe, but I hope it will be sent to the States and the conservative States like Texas and Florida and uh, other States will be able to ban it completely.
1: And pastor, I want to turn to uh, now uh, Waukesha, Wisconsin, Uh, that terrible terrible atrocity. And I know that you've written on this uh, for foxnews.com, but the Waukesha tragedy, uh, it is a massacre by a man who described himself as a terrorist. Yes. And again, the national left-wing media are, are loath to report that, uh, to uh, describe it as what it was, a massacre of innocence. Y- your thoughts on, uh, as you styled it in your article, how God could allow this to happen, which is a a, a profound and uh, fundamental question for, for Christians, for all all people of faith. Uh, But I want to go beyond that and ask, is this not uh, just, uh, just straightforwardly evidence of pure
2: evil uh, within our society? Well, the answer to that is yes, there is a real force of evil, and uh, there is a person behind that evil. The Bible talks about the reality of Satan. And uh, even Jesus said, He is the prince of the power of the air. Uh, he said about Satan, He is a thief who came to kill, steal, and destroy. And if that sounds like crazy talk to some of our listeners, uh, that's Jesus talking. He must have been uh, insane uh, if what he was talking about isn't true. But he wasn't insane. He was telling the truth. There is an unseen but very dark World out there. And uh, the fact is, right now, Satan seems to be uh, having victory, but uh, it won't always be that way, Lou. Uh, the fact is, one day Satan and evil will be conquered forever. And as I said in my piece, I mean, the fact is, we do live in a broken world, but the good news of the gospel is this world will not be broken forever. And I think right now, the reason God allows these things to happen is. He's allowing everyone to see what happens in a world that tries to exist without him. And I think as a nation, we are uh, suffering the consequences of trying to remove any mention or teaching of God from the public square, of refusing to follow his will. And uh, there are consequences to that. And I think the massacre in Wisconsin is just one of the many evidences of evil running rampant in the world.
1: And there is in Wisconsin— uh, uh, another, uh, another bright light, uh, if you will, to offset the the dark tragedy of uh, the massacre, uh, and that's of course the the Rittenhouse verdict, in which this young man was acquitted on all counts unanimously by a jury, and and the right to self defense given great support. Uh, and I, I think a, a terrific moment. Uh, was it sufficient to offset the tragedy uh, of Warkisha? No. But it is a, definitely a sign that the right to self-defense is alive and well
2: in America. Absolutely, Lou, and as much as the left wants to make that verdict uh, something that was racist uh, uh, or a sign of injustice, no, this was a case of self-defense that is not only enshrined in our legal system, but Lou, most people don't realize our laws about self-defense are based on the Bible, both the Old and the New Testament. In Exodus 22, verse 2, the Bible says, if a thief breaks in during night and you strike a fatal blow again, against him, you are innocent. Uh, Romans 13 in the New Testament gives government the right bear the sword to defend its citizens. And our government has vested some of that power in its individual citizens through the Second Amendment. So this is God's justice that allows for self-defense. All life is sacred. Life is so valuable that it deserves to be protected, even if in protecting it, it costs the life of somebody else.
1: Well, Pastor, as always, uh, it has been great uh, sitting down and talking with you. I want to uh, do as is our habit here, give you the very last word uh, and say first, uh, thanks for being with us and for tutoring us uh, through some of the events uh, of recent times. It's very helpful and always educational.
2: Pastor, you get the last word. Lou, every American and every Christian is glad you're back with The Great America Show. Thank you for giving me uh, the opportunity to discuss. And I would just tell your listeners, yes, there are some things to be discouraged about, but we can be encouraged that God is still on his throne. Even when Joe Biden is in the Oval Office, God is in his throne, and his purpose is going to ultimately, maybe not immediately, but ultimately be fulfilled.
1: Pastor. Pastor. Thanks so much. We appreciate it. And we thank you for the words of uh, inspiration. And to all of uh, what you've said here today, I'll just simply say, amen. (laughs) Pastor, thanks so much. Great to have you with us. Uh, Wish you all the best. And we'll talk soon. Thanks, Lou. Thank you, Pastor. Join us again tomorrow for the Great America Podcast. Stay in the fight.
2: Truth, justice, and the American way will prevail against all enemies, against all odds.